Hi, this is, uh, I'm Sadiq, and this is uh, episode 17 of The Shades of Brown, and joining me as always is... Uh, I'm Christian, Christian Closer, you know, you're, you're, uh, your co-host, and also the new admin of boys.computer, a Mastodon instance. Yes, <laughs> yes, uh, a very, very nice domain name, uh, as it were. Yep. Speaking of nice, nice things, uh... This week is going to be very Microsoft-focused. Two weeks in a row, right? Two weeks. Yeah, so uh, I think we have some follow-up, though, from, from last week's that, that continue us into this week's, right? It's a, it's a nice yeah. little straight line. Um, on surfaces, though, right? We had a little bit of discussion about, like, where where the Surface 5 is or how, where they're going to go with, like, their Surface products. And Microsoft today, or not today, earlier in the week, Panos Panay, in an interview, said that the Surface Pro 5 doesn't exist until it does. Until it does, uh, Schrodinger's surface. But um, yeah, it's they're basically saying that the any change they will they, they will make now will not be meaningful, uh, as in the processor upgrade will not be significant enough to warrant a whole entire skew. Yeah, he's just uh, not interested in doing spec bumps on the surface. He wants a more meaningful distinction for the next product, which is interesting because that's also yeah. like the same kind of reason as why they didn't go USB C. They're like they said yep. that we didn't go USB C because USB C is a mess right now, and if you use our service connector, we can at least guarantee that people aren't going to be sticking bad parts into our products. Right. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting thing going on with regular computers right now, where it's like I like Apple is doing the same thing. Let's not upgrade our Macs every year or so just because there's a new processor out. Because Intel has a bad shipping cycle, and they're not shipping super like not, there's marginal improvements on the processors going year to year. Yep. Yeah, it just it's just there's not enough like differences between the processor generations anymore to warrant uh, an upgrade every year. Um, so, uh, so this week was uh, was Build Microsoft's developer conference. Uh, today is day two. We're gonna start with the day one stuff that uh, that was announced, starting with Windows ten. Uh, hitting 500 million devices, uh, growing by two thirds in a year. Yep, they're uh, it's kind of crazy because they originally said I think they wanted a billion, and then they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna have a couple million mobile users every year, you know, just hop on, and then that failed. So they're just like, yeah, yeah let's, uh, let's not let's change our outlooks on this. I mean, 500 million is still nothing to laugh about. It's still good. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. You know, and yesterday also was a bunch of uh, server stuff, which is real interesting. Yeah, Azure. a lot of. Uh, a lot of Azure uh, AI stuff going on. A lot of uh, like Visual Studio for Mac announced uh, generally. But the most the, the important thing though is just that uh, Microsoft has good server stuff. You know, it's competitive Amazon. That's fine, and they have a really yeah. nice AI platform, and they want yeah. you to build bots. They wanted to build a lot of AI systems. A lot of systems that connect through Azure. Uh, through Azure Cloud Services and just, you know, like, you just want, they want you to use Azure as much as possible. Yeah, they're offering, like, all sorts of new Azure services, like uh, manage MySQL uh, and PostgreSQL services. They're also offering a new uh, database service of their own that they're going to be offering uh, a 99.9% SLA on performance, uh, so it's 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 good stuff. If you, if you're into cloud stuff, if you're if you if you do DevOps, uh, a lot of cool stuff's been announced uh, on Microsoft's end. Yeah. Oh, also a uh, thing that uh, they mentioned at the keynote was 
developers can now uh, enable uh, something they call an accessibility mode uh, in Visual Studio, I think. Or oh no, it's just a, it's just in the uh, developer mode settings. You don't even you don't even need to have Visual Studio installed. You can access from the uh, settings. Okay. Yeah, so it basically lets you like see the see the app from the point of view of say uh, a visually impaired person, um, which is I think a very cool uh, feature because accessibility often is is something that app developers don't take into account uh, for various reasons, not necessarily because they don't want to, maybe they don't have the budget, maybe they don't have the tools for it. Uh, testing for it is, is difficult. Uh, but this stuff, yeah, this stuff is cool. I don't want to give them a shout out for introducing stuff like that. Um, yeah, it, it's boring stuff, but the good yeah, kind it is, of boring. It's, it's good stuff, uh, but boring, very boring. Um, but but today, though, today was the, uh, the, good, the not boring kind of stuff, but in the bad Yeah, way. it's... So to start off with, they uh, so they started talking about some new Windows 10 features, the Falls Creator update, which uh, a bunch of links to uh, more information and some Microsoft-provided web pages will be at the show notes. You can find it at twoshadesbrown.com, yeah. as always. But so they started by just talking about Windows 10 being great and all this new developer experiences, blah, 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 you know, just regular hashtag medium post, hashtag think peace yeah. crap, you know? And then they started talking about something uh, called Fluent Design System. Yes. Which is, uh, of course, the most Microsoft name you can give to a new designer. Okay, so Fluent Design System uh, is an, is like a new thing coming from Microsoft's Design Language 2, MDL2, or Metro, or whatever the fuck. Uh, okay, let me, I need, I, let's, let's take a sidebar real quick on the uh, history of Microsoft design names. So originally we had just Windows Forms, WPF, yeah, yes. I think, Windows Platform Forms with Vista, which was all the Aeroglass stuff. Like that was, those are the control names in uh, Visual Studio and all that. And then when Windows Phone 7 series at the time, it's a, it's a mouthful of a name, <laughs> they uh, had a whole completely new uh, language design that came out of the Zune team called Metro. And Metro, as everyone knows, was amazing and was probably the only time flat design ever actually made sense and was yeah. good. And then they got sued by some German company and had to stop using the name supermarket chain in Germany, which is really weird. I still don't understand. I you're the most one of the most profitable companies in the world, and you're going to let a, super, a German supermarket go at you. It was weird. And then so uh, it floated around for a while since they were uh, unofficially calling it Metro, and uh, like some official places still called it Metro, and they just kind of like silently renamed it to the Microsoft Design Language. And when Windows 10 came around. It was known as MDL2, Microsoft Design Language 2, which is a terrible yeah, name. Terrible. So today, the next evolution is uh, Fluent Design System, FDS, uh, so, as the kids uh, call it. Fluent Design, FDS. Uh, so Fluent, um, five fundamentals, as Microsoft calling it, uh, light, depth, motion, uh, material, and scale. Um, so we're going to start. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to alternate. So I'm going to do light, and Christian's going to do depth. Uh, light means that uh, you should uh, designers of applications should be drawing attention to uh, UI elements using using light and using uh, you know directing attention to pro- properly. Uh, so, what is depth, Christian? Uh, besides a load of shit, because this is uh, <laughs> this is this is flat design. I don't understand what yeah. depth means. Uh, sorry, sorry. Actually, I'll actually go over it. It's, uh, as, they, as they say, think about a frame that contains your information. Now break it apart and reinvent how things relate to each other within a more layered physical environment. But, but that doesn't make any sense because these are flat planes of glass. 
So like yeah, these this is a two D screen um, for the most part, but they're 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 allowing some layering uh, between UI elements to make it uh, sort of feel more. Is it this is this a tendency toward back towards this skeuomorphic sort of thing? That but it's not, which is weird. It's like let's let's go through the rest of them before I, I go on my okay. rant. So we have uh, motion. motions up next. Uh, so fluent uh, motion to indicate the relationship. So in this case, if you have depth, you're going to have to use motion to indicate that there is depth between uh, UI objects and uh, establishing like the context between objects. Uh, and then material. What is material? Material is, I think, the most important thing here. Uh, uh, material, uh, as I'm looking on the webpage right now, Material metaphor is the unifying theory of a rationalized space and a system of... Oh, sorry. This is Google's material design. I'm yeah. looking at the oh, wrong Lord. page. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> sorry. I just had to make that burn. Oh, man. Uh, material in Microsoft's definition are the things that surround us in the real world are century and invigorating. Things can bend, stretch, and bounce. Uh, wait, that sounds just like yes. Google's one. Uh, well, that's well, that's strange. Mm, that is true. It is a material to mean making best use of the screen space and um, allowing content to grow uh, as a screen. I, I guess. I guess. I don't. Let's let's get through this, oh, man. This is just so. It is so stupid. stupid. Okay, but the last one. Um, <laughs> last one is scale. Um, scale means uh, building interfaces that go beyond. Two dimensions, which we are going to be talking about later, but go beyond the size of the screen to embrace uh, new form factors and input methods uh, as they arrive. So this is allowing like things like pen input, things like HoloLens, which we're going to be talking about later. Uh, but then we move on to Christian's rant about flat design. Um, it's, 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 I don't understand. So, you know, back in the day, there was like, Metro, which is literally just no depth at all. The z-axis did exist, but it was it was a very flattened z-axis. It was extremely like it was barren and sparse and super Scandinavian like influence, yeah. which is fine. When you take it to that extreme, where you are beholden to the metaphor and only the metaphor, and it is consistent, implemented in every way, that works fine. Metro is something I loved. I thought it was great. I thought that using how they had typography where uh, the, uh, say for example, you want to go down into an app. So it's cascading through the text. So you would tap, like if you're on Facebook, you tap uh, the word home and it would take you to the home, to the news feed, yeah. right? But at the top of the screen, home would be, would go from being a small, just an element on the screen to being a large yeah. header. And there is a, there is an animation expanding it and showing the content coming right. from it. That worked fine. Like that is whatever. And then the other end of the spectrum, we had iOS. iOS was very uh, more attuned to the real world. Like this is a touchscreen. Items should work like how actual items work, which there was nothing wrong with that. The only problem people, the only issue people had with iOS was the fact that every, that they made everything look like fake weather. That phase of iOS like was that, really bad. But, but it was not the, it was not the underlying UI metaphors for how things are interacted with, for how objects are displayed on mm -hmm. the screen. And how buttons, buttons looking like actual buttons is perfectly fine. And it's probably better for usability than having just flat circles. Because how can you tell state, right? Like if you're on a Mac right now, click the notification, open the notification um, panel. And how do you know if it's today or notifications that you're selected? One is highlighted white, one is highlighted gray. Right. They're not raised, it's just a color yes, change. Yes, it's a color change, yes. So this is why when Microsoft says, oh, we're using depth and that, it's like, no, you're not. They're literally bringing Arrow back 
and then saying that flat planes of gas stacked upon each other on the z-axis is enough to distinguish uh, between layers of UI elements and to make things more usable, I guess. And like the motion part too, like I don't, why are we just like using fancy words to describe how animation should always work? If you're animating something on the screen, like this goes down to like people who make car like anime and stuff or like people at Pixar. Things, it should be like a scene in a storyboard and things should make sense. It should, you should have an animation that when I push a button and it reveals more content that the content either expands from it or somehow I think, the animation relates to the fact that content I is think, showing. I uh, think the point you made earlier about material design for Google's material design, which I think does this better, um, my opinion. Um, if, any, if anybody uses a modern Android phone uh, or a Pixel device, uh, you get the full material experience. And I think material design implements the motion and animation stuff really, really well. Um, it like it feels like you're interacting with something that is, uh, you know, it doesn't feel flat. Like even though a lot of the UI elements are flat, but it doesn't feel as though you're interacting with a flat surface. But it's weird though, because if you use a Mac, it's been like this is how it's always been. Or hell, even elementary OS on Linux still has like that. Because it's it's these aren't like this is a different way of thinking about animations. It's just like rewording what Apple's been doing since two thousand one. Yeah. Like the whole entire things, their motion stuff. The best animation isn't even a Microsoft one that probably like fits that principle. It is just the one where items go poof when you drag them off of the dock. Because <laughs> it makes sense, yeah. right? You drag something off of it. It's where does it go? Does it disappear? It poofs away because it gone. It's gone, and it doesn't. There's no remnants of it anywhere because it was just a right. shortcut. Like that makes sense from every angle, and it just ah, uh, it just this this bullshit just it bothers me. If you're gonna go flat design, like at least go the metro path where it's everything's text based, minimal uses of images, or images are not a part of images or content and not part of the Chrome, and just the Chrome is only I mean, text. For but if you're, I mean, from one of the examples I've seen so far of what they've shown of uh, um, fluent, um, it is, it is, the content is the focus, and the con the images are not part of the Chrome, as it were, as you're mentioning. Um, they're part of the content well, as. A, let me let me find a tweet real quick by uh, Stephen Trump Smith. Is that how you pronounce yes. his name? iOS developer on, on uh, Twitter. It's a, uh, it's concept versus reality. I just said this to you in chat of uh, what Microsoft's concept is. Because you watch the video right now on uh, fluent.microsoft.com or whatever yes. the URL is, there is, there's a bunch of like concepts, but in the tweet, which is going to be in the show notes, you can see how it actually looks like in practice. And the reality of it is that it's not going to look anything like these concepts because it's Microsoft. Microsoft always has really weird UI ideas. If he has some reason, they end up just getting scaled back hugely. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, like all, I mean, concept things or like the, the showcase apps that they're going to be doing, the Microsoft apps that are going to be coming with uh, the fall creator update. Um, it's, I mean, th those are going to be the apps that developers are going to be trying to copy because those are the, and the demos right now, I think, yeah, you can't trust them at all. Like it's, it's, it's going to change. It, it's going to evolve. Um, they're gonna they're gonna rethink some of the content, but I don't know. It's just this just makes me because there's there's a broader like trend, right? Where people are like, oh, we shouldn't make these touch objects look like work like real devices because real objects are bad. And it's like, no, not really. People like buttons. There's like 
having things you can push down on and like knobs and stuff are not inherently no. bad. When you throw a bunch of them on there and make it look like audacity, then you know. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain that's amount just clutter. of clutter. Uh, confusion. I mean, certain like too much of it is is obviously a bad thing, but a certain amount of uh, like like being able to turn a knob or push a button is intuitive. Like we already have. Yeah, like abstraction is not as great as folks are making it out to be. And that's like, it's, it's a huge annoyance to have a modern UI. Like it's, it's easier. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I've, I make, I've made lots of websites before. I know how much easier it is to not have to play around with CSS borders to make things yeah. look good and just have like a bulleted text list with like a yeah. white font. But at the end of the day, like the trends towards making font weights thinner, making buttons less like actual like buttony, right. And making them more just like words or, just drawing a box around it and calling it a day is a bad can we, trend. It's can, not... can we stop making fonts thinner, please? Because mm-hmm. that, that's not just going to kill my eyes at the end of the day. Um, please, mm-hmm. please stop doing that. Because, um... like, I think, honestly, Mac OS probably has done this transition the best. Because, like, there, there's a point where, honestly, the, the putting textures over everything was kind of dumb and not, like, I didn't like how yeah. that looked. But taking away the depth and then giving me this bullshit instead, right? It's just like, no, it's fine. Like, modern UI design is not as great. Because like, let's have an app, app like Audio Hijack, right? When I have open yeah. right now, it's flat, right? You can, It's flattened. It's flatter than maybe yes. other apps, but things still have depth. These buttons look like buttons, the blocks that I use to create my scene for um, how I want this audio yeah. recorded, they have depth. You can tell that they are above the background and that they can be moved yes. in place because they... They're blocky. They're buttony, yeah. right? And the record button looks like an actual yep. button, and that's how. Yeah, it's Audio changed. Hijack is an interesting example that that we use um, for recording our podcast. Um, it's an app that's very easy to pick up for something that can be, that can have a lot of um, complicated use cases. You can do a lot of things with it. Um, like it's, it's it's very easy to pick up for somebody who's not good at audio audio stuff like me. Um, to get get started, yeah. but if you if you started with something like an Adobe product, like uh, say Photoshop, you're gonna have to read a lot of guides and docs and videos and to understand like get to do even basic stuff in Photoshop, because it's just not as uh it's not, not as intuitive um, to pick up, and that's the thing, right? Yeah, so I I honestly think modern Windows design is not not great, like it's. I, I don't I don't like the direction they're going in because if you're going to commit to flat, you got to commit to flat. And committing the metro wouldn't even have Windows, right? It'd be a tiling window manager, like if because it's the the con the idea of having actual Windows in it would kill the whole entire metaphor of a uh, of a truly Z-less like there's no Z-axis at all. This is all just two dimensional stuff. And they tried that, and no one bought Windows eight. Uh, yeah. So now we have whatever whatever Frankenstein mess yeah. this is. Yeah. This this is the Microsoft's trying to figure it out. Which is. Which is sad though, because I really, I really want to start using Windows 10s again. Because some of the other stuff they announced, like the uh, hologram, the AR, VR, mixed reality yep. stuff, they, they say it's all mixed reality. Uh, you, you want to go a little bit more in depth on that? Um, so there's Hololens. Um, so we have a mixed reality experience being announced. So Acer is uh, producing a headset. Um, it's going to be available in nine countries, China at the end of the year. Uh, I think it's three ninety nine. I think that's what they said. Uh, three thirty nine. I am not quite sure, but uh, the Acer headset. It's a bundle. It's an Acer headset. It comes with their touch controllers. Yes, the as well. touch controllers are yes. like um, 
like motion controllers, like you know, like the Oculus or the yeah, they're yeah, they're they're Oculus motion controllers, yeah. and those are going to come out for three twenty nine, three twenty nine, uh, which is a good price. It's a, it's a very uh, reasonable price, I think. Uh, I'm excited for all this stuff to come out. I think that this is a good. This is, this is going to be the second gen, as it were, of mixed. Oh wait, my bad. Sorry, I just I got that wrong. It was the headset itself is three hundred. There's an HP headset which is three twenty nine, and Acer will ship a motion tracker plus headset combo for three ninety nine. Oh, it's still it's still a very uh, reasonable price, especially compared to the competition right now. Yeah, it's as much as a PSVR. Yeah, right? it's basically a PSVR. So if you don't have a PSVR, uh, and you don't want a PSVR, then this is this is another option here, uh, a reasonably priced option. Um, and these are Microsoft's done a lot of work to make sure that these run okay on less spec yes, computers. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm looking. The, so, I mean, this this is all exciting. A lot of stuff that people are going to be playing with in the future. I, we're obviously not going to see like you know AR headsets everywhere, but they they talk to a lot of use cases for enterprise and uh, big companies. I mean, it's cool. It's cool stuff. I think it's, I honestly, I, as we go as uh, another, I guess, ladder follow up from last week, right? The whole entire discussion we got on just making these AR devices cheap at Windows 10S. Like, this is how you do yeah. it. Because at $399, it's still a little expensive for schools. Once you bring it down to like what? The same hardware in a couple of years, probably be like what? Yeah. $299? Maybe $200 plus the controller sooner or later. And the hardware is going to, well, assuming. Assuming that people actually spec bump their computers, the hardware is going to get good enough where you can run it at very yeah. cheap. That's where the interesting starts to yeah. happen. Yeah, that's. The... And it's it's also interesting how Google has no play in this of Android. Yeah, I'm not sure what Google is doing with Daydream. They haven't announced. I mean, I/O this year maybe, uh, but. But it's already a year old at this point. It's only shipped on one yeah, phone. That's. I don't know what Google does, uh, or is, is does it even care anymore? Um, it's it's weird, Google's. They if they care about Daydream in the future, they're gonna have to announce something soon. Otherwise, they're gonna be left. Well, does Google care about anything other than phones? Do they <laughs> right? do they even care about thing. phones? They don't. The yeah. Phones are just a. Um, uh, yeah, because tablets they don't care about. Pixel C, what what it, they're not doing anything yeah. there. Uh, phones are just a mean for them to get Google services um, as much uh, as everywhere as much as possible. Um, yeah. yeah. Speaking about phones, though, I think it's I think it's good just to talk a little bit about like some of the uh, Rome and the Microsoft. Graph yeah, yeah. Stuff that that, 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 that is uh, so the Windows Ten Fall Creators Update uh, features sort of uh, uh, four features about uh, this. Uh, first one called Timeline. Um, Timeline is like this task view area thing where it provides a list of apps and workspaces that you're using previously. On other devices, so this is like uh, continuity, or, or what is it? Well, it's different. So it's 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 continuity on a handoff, handoff on yes. macOS, but it's I think it's a little different. So it's like it's in theory how handoff works, but if you ever use the tab view in Safari or that Aureolus yeah. thing in in Firefox before they yeah. removed it, so you'd go to an overview, it'd show a bunch of cards, and you would have like on your phone you had this document open. Do you want to continue editing it? It will show all the things that you've had open yeah. recently, and it, it mixes it in from a bunch of different yeah. places. And there's a and it also pull in like intelligent cards from your email yeah. and stuff like Google yeah. So there's pick up where you left off, which integrates with timeline where you let you resume sessions and apps on multiple devices. Um, and then there's clipboard, which is uh, shared clipboard between uh, I presume 
device devices signed in with the same uh, Microsoft account. Well, no, how Clipboard works, so you can do it from PC to PC, or if you have SwiftKey installed on iOS or Android, it'll sync the Clipboard over. And I believe if you have the Cortana app installed, you can also just do it with a regular system keyboard. Mm, interesting. That's, that, that's the thing. Android, that's though. the thing. They, they're supporting iOS and Android, but iOS is, is more problematic because uh, a lot of access to APIs is restricted. Uh, yeah, that's why they have the Roam SDK and the Graph Engine that we were talking yeah. about earlier because it's a whole bunch of developer tools where developers can build in support into their apps if they have a Windows yes. app. So. Just by having Cortana installed, it would say, hey, this Microsoft account's tied to this device, so you, uh, we can do a secure handshake and just to make sure that uh, that if, like, in Word, for example, you're signed in, you have an edit document yeah. on your phone, it's good. Or if, say, one, not one password, but, like, uh, IA yeah. writer wanted to build in support for this, if they ever had a Windows version, just hypothetically, you're editing a document on the iOS version, you go to your computer, and it says, hey, you're editing this IA writer on your iPhone. Do you want to continue editing this document? Just like how it works in Mac right. OS. Um, hey, a handoff, I mean, this stuff is really cool. I mean, this, this stuff is good because it's it's still a pain in the ass to share, like, even a simple thing as a link between two devices. Like, if I wanted to share a link to my iPhone, uh, I would usually, what I do these days is just, just bookmark it to Pinboard, and I just open Pinboard on my uh, on my phone, and then I, then I send it. Oh yeah, Microsoft's having like a really good like intermediary for people who don't want to be locked into one ecosystem, which I think is really good. Yeah. Also, the last feature, um, OneDrive files on demand, which is sort of a re- return to placeholders uh, for OneDrive, uh, which means it'll let you fetch files from OneDrive without having to sync them or download entire folders. Uh, yeah, so basically, if uh, it's just like you can have, like, say, for example, a bunch of movies on one drive because you uh, you get them through quite they fell off the truck, <laughs> they fell off the back of the truck, and so you don't want them all synced to your hard drive because you're using a computer for like a two hundred fifty gig SSD or whatever, and you really don't need all the video files. So you can tell one drive everything from this folder don't sync, or you can, I believe, it's not even selective yeah. syncing. It's at this point you just log in and it, you can set it up to have like certain file sizes like just not sync automatically. You can do it intelligently. Yes. And then when you click on them, it loads them on demand. Yeah, so it is uh, basically streaming your files from OneDrive. Um, also, they showed off uh, like your desktop being like part of the OneDrive folder. So if you put something on your desktop, it automatically uh, syncs to other devices, but it doesn't actually download. It just shows up on another device as a file that you can interact with but it doesn't actually download until you interact with it, uh, which is cool. Uh, yeah. Because you really don't want to be downloading uh, large amounts of files on, like, shitty Starbucks Wi-Fi or something. Um, uh, that's the thing. So that's basically a build uh, day one and day two. Uh, we don't have anything else. Yep, and it's... Uh, but just, uh, I think there's a there's a little, little ending bit we could yeah. do here. Just to take the devil's advocate view, what Microsoft essentially announced today was handoff, uh, iCloud Drive. <laughs> uh, what else was it? Um, maybe a little bit of uh, some Siri kit and some Siri app suggestion stuff, you know? <laughs> but it's needed because not everyone, not everyone's crazy as I am, right? Like you don't use all no, the No, I do not. I do not. More people, it's good for these features to be cloned or whatever because more people should have them because they're pretty yep. awesome. Like Universal Clipboard, especially with PaySpot if you use a Mac and an iPhone because once you copy text from your iPhone, you can have it. You can have PaySpot format it or do fun things yep. to it. Yeah, Clipboard sharing is is, is, is an extremely cool feature. Uh, it's very useful for me as well. 
oftentimes I'm copying something um, for my Mac and from for our iOS device. And it's, it's a pain in the ass to like send an email or like use Pinboard and then open it on my desktop. It's just, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know how we are in 2017 and we still have this particular issue, but we, we do. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And then also too, right? It's just also interesting how, since we have all just admitted now that tablets yeah. are dead, like right Rip, that's a, rest in peace. Not a thing so instead of google stepping up to make chromebooks more palatable to desktop owners microsoft is stepping in to make windows more palatable to everyone else which is super yeah. interesting right with that i think we're gonna conclude today's episode um yeah it's uh hopefully no more well there's a surface event happening on may 23rd yeah. so hopefully we, we're not going three for three with these microsoft yeah hat trick um but we you but Google I.O. is happening soon, when isn't is, it? Next month, I think, is in June? Next? Google I.O. is in May. Oh, I don't know. I don't know when Google I.O. is. We don't know when to pay. It's May 17th. Google I.O. is this oh, week. Oh, Lord. It's on All right, Friday. the next week is going to be Google. Or Wednesday. It's on next Wednesday, next, yeah. Next week's going to yeah. be Google. We might be pushing back the podcast a bit uh, from Thursday because it starts on yeah. Wednesday, May 17th, and who knows when the main yeah. event's at. Um, so you can find us, uh, as always, twoshadesofbrown.com. Uh, email us feedback and stuff, uh, contact at twoshadesofbrown.com. And you can find me on Mastodon at staticsafe at mastodon.zombaclub.com. And I am at uh, Josephine at uh, boys.computer yeah. on yeah. Mastodon because it it's is beautiful. beautiful. And please check out check out my blog, cyber.boys.computer. Oh, cyber spelled with uh, B-R-E, right? Or is it, yeah. Yeah. All right. Is, it, is there any other spelling for cyber? Hold C-Y-B-E-R on. C Y B E R is the actual word, uh, but cyber, as in C C Y B R E, is like a is like a joke uh, spelling of uh, cyber. Because uh, oh. <laughs> remember, uh, remember though, always, always keep paying attention to the cyber deck disc tape entertainment and system. With right, man? that, um, goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>